0: Remember, creating peace is really all about choices. Choosing to do more of what gives us peace and less of what robs Some of you are all about big changes and doing it now, and I totally get that, while others, you know, would rather maybe take it a little bit slower and step-by-step. There is no right or wrong way, but I can tell you what's worked well for me over the years in this genre, anyway, is to quiet myself so that I can get in touch with the part of my life that needs the most peace right now, and then honor that. When we decide what matters to us, and I mean what really matters to us, we can make a few key changes and live a more meaningful life, the one we're dying to live. Hi, I'm Tony Matson, and I'm on a mission to encourage and empower women to live the life God created them for. If you're ready to rediscover your passion, redefine what's important, and recapture the time to live it, well, my friend, you're in the right place. Live the Life Podcast is my roll-up-your-sleeves, workshop-style show that'll help crack the code of your passion, power, peace, and purpose. I'm a Midwest gal, speaker, author, podcaster, and encourager, and I love all things God, family, and hope. So no matter your season in life, what you do, what you hope to do, or whether we're talking about the tough stuff or the triumphs, I'll be your biggest cheerleader, your loudest fan and yep, you guessed it. I'll help you live the life God created you for. I'm so grateful you're on this ride with me. So here we go. This is the Live the Life Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Live the Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mattson, and I'm so excited you've joined me today for part two of Peace, Create It to Live It. Creating a life of peace is a big deal. I am so glad you're with me on this ride to create it. So before we get too deep into the episode, I want to let you know there's a lot of information here today, and I don't want you to feel like I turned some kind of fire hose on you, so I'm choosing to divide the episode into two segments. I'll still use the examples that came from Connie and Pam in part one, Peace, Chasing, or creating. but I'm going to divide the six topics in half, and we'll go over three today, and we'll go through the other three uh, in the next episode, but both segments will be under the same title part two of Peace. That said, let's dive in. I hope you have your journal or tablet or whatever you wrote down all your great notes. Uh, Last time in at your fingertips, but don't worry about taking every detail down, ladies, okay? You know, I'll have the key points in the fun sheets, so don't stress about that. Let's do a little refresher on the activities we did in part one. You first listed three words that describe what living a life of peace will look and feel like to you, right? Then you listed three areas of your life that you wanted to experience more peace. If you remember, I asked Connie and Pam the same two questions and they shared their answers. And what they wanted their peace to look and feel like was peaceful, organized, serene, nourishing, inspiring, and healthful. Okay, the ladies identified the areas that they wanted more peace in to be their routines because she said she really had none, her home because it didn't feel like her at all, her schedule because it had such unclear priorities, it just created stress, her clutter, she said, I can't keep up, her relationships, not enough time for them all, and her me time, and I thought this was kind of funny, she said, what is that anyway? How about you? Did you have any of the same words or feelings checking your list against theirs? Hmm? I have to say I did. I had some. I had some crossovers. That's the critical information we needed to begin to, I don't know, kind of work on and gather some ideas that, that we know are going to help create peace. So let's start with Routines. Years ago, I talked to my life coach about my crazy stressful mornings. They drove me wacky and she encouraged me to design an evening routine that would create a morning, get this ladies, I love this part, a morning I wanted to wake up to every day. Doesn't that feel great? A morning I wanted to wake up to every day. Yeah, baby. Oh my gosh. So she said, describe it to me. I told her I wanted to wake up to my coffee hot and ready for me. I wanted my pills all set out. I wanted to know exactly what I was going to wear. I didn't want to second guess that because that usually takes me a while. I wanted my journal and my pen and my Bible sitting on the table next to my cozy chair that I just love to hang out in the morning. And I wanted my planner there, but I wanted my day's priority in ink. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to second guess it or wonder what my top priority was. It was there. And I got to tell you, ladies, this was magic. I'm not kidding you. You have got to try it. It is the coolest. So now every night at, I don't know, eight or so, I prep all of my five morning gotta-haves, so I wake up knowing my day's gonna start just the way I want it to. No stress and a whole lot of God. And I love it. Love, love, love it. Now it's your turn, okay? If having a peaceful morning sounds like heaven to you, I've got really good news. It's not that difficult to create. In fact, it's kind of easy, and it starts the night before. Think about things that really stress you out every single morning. Okay. List them. Take, I don't know, say 30 seconds or so, and just list the things that really, really rub you the wrong way every morning. Okay. Come back in 30 seconds. Good work, ladies. Okay. All it takes is, you know, is a little bit of planning ahead and making a couple choices and you can change your stress into peace. Voila. Yes. You've created a peaceful morning, a beautiful routine that delivers peace every morning. Gosh, you got to try it. Play with it a little bit. I think you might see why I made it part of my peace plan. And yes, I said peace plan. We'll talk more about that in a different setting, but it's an important one really, really is. So let's move on to your home. You've probably heard the saying before. And honestly, it's something I believe with all my heart. But in case you haven't, I'm going to give it to you here. Home is not a place. It's a feeling, right? It's not a place. It's not an address. It's not a geographical kind of coordinate. It's a feeling. And we can create an extraordinary, welcoming, and inspiring home. Or we can ignore it. And we can treat it like some ordinary four walls. It's up to us. It's our choice. It doesn't have to be a money or time thing either. It doesn't have to be an expertise thing. If you feel like you you know, you know, don't have the, I don't know, the finesse to do it. It doesn't have to be like that at all. In fact, I'm going to share some of my top tips with you that, I don't know, maybe it might help. It sure does for me. That said, okay, I'm going to exercise a little tough love if you've ever said that your home doesn't feel like you want it to. Okay, ready? Hold on to your hat. You know, I love you, right? If your home doesn't feel like you want it to, it's because you haven't done your work. Yep, I said that. I'm standing up for all the homes in the world that feel judged and (laughs) underappreciated. But really, each room in our home has a purpose if we give it one. And it's our job to decide what that purpose is and how we want to express it and then make it happen. If our homes serve their purpose, it helps us live better. It helps us live our purpose. And because a home, I don't know, it's full of inspiration and energy, but it has to be the right energy. And it's that energy and that emotion that creates an environment of peace and harmony. Living in that and like that is what we're aiming for, right? Isn't that what we want our homes to be like? So let me give you kind of a bird's eye view of a process that I use. In fact, I'll be doing this for real in a couple of months because we sold our lake home and we're downsizing. So I get to create a new version of our piece in another home real soon. And that's really exciting for me, honestly. I love our lake home, but I'm really excited to step into a new home and create peace in that. So what I do is I do a walkthrough and I list the rooms in our home and then I list a few ideas that, I don't know, maybe describe what I want the room to feel like, or, or if it's not a feel, it's a function. For instance, let me give you an example. I want our living room to be the most welcoming gathering space for family and guests and friends. I want our kitchen to be set up to create all these healthy and inspiring nourishments. And I want our bedroom, our primary bedroom, to be relaxing and calming and peaceful. But I want our family room to feel like I'm being hugged by our kids and our grands. You know, you're picking up when I'm laying down, right? I'll go through the entire house and complete this list, right? I want my home to ooze harmony and a flow or, you know, like a peace throughout because that's what makes me feel peaceful. And here's how I do it, okay? I start in the most visible room. And for me, it's probably going to be our living room. And I'll pick out my anchor piece. And because I love rugs, that's usually my go-to. And I'll find a rug that has the colors and the textures and the personality that I want expressing my living room. And spoiler alert, the colors in that rug are the colors that I'll be running through much of my home. So I have to really love this rug. I'll choose a color from the rug to be my primary wall color in the living room, and then I'll probably choose another color from that same rug for my accent wall, if I'm going to do an accent wall. I don't always, but sometimes I like to just jazz it up a little. Then I'll move to an adjacent room, and yep, I'll pick a different color from the rug that harmonizes with my living room, but not matchy-matchy, okay? Okay. I don't like matchy matchy, but I do like it when my rooms play nice together. And I do that by staying within the family of colors in my anchor piece. You sure don't have to do it that way. It's just kind of my thing. But I can tell you that process has really never let me down when it comes to creating a harmonious feel that runs through my entire home. And personally, I don't like it when one room is in total contrast to the one next to it. It just feels like there's a war going on and it just creates, I don't know, it just kind of creates unrest in my little bitty psyche and it makes me feel stressed. So I don't do that. But you do you, girl. If you if you like contrast and, you know, in different levels of energy throughout, then that's what you need to do, Right. But in every room, for me, I want to be surrounded by art and photos and decor and textures, items that really matter to me, that bring me joy, and and ones that do their job. If I want energy in a particular room, I add what gives me energy. I pick some item, some piece of art, something that adds the energy I want right? If instead I want calm, like in our bedroom, I make sure that I add things that bring me that emotion. And I go through each room of our house. And I, I create that peace that flows through very purposefully. And really, that's what I'll do when I'm starting fresh with our new home. But it, it could be that you're starting with the home that you have right now. I do encourage you, though, or Just try it. Use that same process, the same steps, and see what beautiful changes you can make so your home can be what you need it to be for you, so it feels like you, right? Okay, Connie and Pam, I'm not going to say whozies whoosie here, but hopefully that gives you some ideas, and maybe maybe that works for you. Give it a shot, all right? Let's talk about schedule. I want to tell you, this is a deep and beautiful subject that um, I'll give you my, my key tips on how I learned to sort through the schedule clutter in my world and what's worked so well for me over the years. But the caveat is there's way more to this subject than I can cover in this episode. Okay, Honestly, I've done entire trainings on this topic. And maybe I'll do that again sometime. And if I do, I will certainly let you know. But let's dive into at least two things that have helped me create peace around my planner. My dear friend Sarah Stokes, love this gal. Uh, she's a coach of mine through her amazing Juicy Life program. If you don't know about this, ladies, tap into it. Uh, you really have to. It's, it's, it was a life changer. Um, but she shared with me um, about time and how I look at it and value it. And she said, when I start to regard my time as sacred, my planner becomes my gatekeeper, but in a really good way. In order for something to earn its way on my planner, it had to add to my goals. And if it didn't, it didn't make it there. I didn't add it. All right. That might sound, I don't know, maybe too structured or kind of snobby, but that's not why I do it. It's because if I didn't, I'd still be operating with too many to-dos and not enough time to do them. That's crazy making and I'm not going to live like that. I think we just have to really remember our time is non-renewable. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. We don't get it back. And that's why we have to set priorities based on our goals and values, based on what really matters to us, right? And when we do that, it's such a relief knowing that what really matters today, we're going to get done today. Okay, just take a deep breath for a moment and enjoy that thought for a second, and and then just think: How does that make you feel? Right? Oh my gosh! Knowing that what matters today, because you set your priorities, because you were careful about what you added to your planner, will get done today, right? Hallelujah! Um, but I don't know. Some say, "Oh my! How do I know what my top priority is for the day?" Well, it is. <laughs> let me introduce you to a process that I call the brain dump. I do it every Sunday night. I sit down in a quiet place with my brain dump tablet. And yes, don't judge me. I have a tablet just for this. And I write down everything I need to do in my upcoming week. I don't prioritize anything, right? I don't do any of that yet. I don't star it. I don't circle it. I don't do anything. I just write it all down. This is a true full-blown dump. Okay. And it's an amazing exercise because once it's out of your brain and on paper, the weight of it comes off your shoulders. Really, wait till you do it. I am not kidding. You'll see. You got to try this. All right. So once you have your brain dump, you've got your list. Now you circle the items that are really pressing. Okay. The ones that need to get done sometime this week. Okay. Then from that, You choose three items that you must get done this week. Then you look at those and you choose the top two. And yep, then you pick the one, the one thing that, if you completed it, would make the rest of the things on your list either simpler or maybe they're not even necessary anymore because you did your one thing. Okay. What? would that one thing be for you? Okay? This Sunday night, I encourage you, sit down with a tablet, go through your list, no prejudice, no judging, no nothing, just lay it all out, and then distill it down to one thing for your upcoming week. Then look at your planner and decide, what day will this happen? Once it's in your planner, you know the rules. It's a sacred appointment. It's non-negotiable. This bugger is in ink, okay? Decide what time of the day is your most productive, and that's when you book this. I don't know if you're an early bird or or kind of an owl. I'm an early bird, always have been. I'm up, I don't know, pretty routinely 5, 5.30. But I can tell you when the afternoon is kind of late, I I start dying off, so I do all of my demanding work right in the morning. I know I'll have the energy and I'm all pumped for it. And I really, really enjoy it. And if you're in full control of your schedule, I'd say, heck, put it on your Monday or at least early in the week. So if it needs to spill into another day, you've got a day to give it, right? So that that doesn't create stress. Another huge benefit of routinely doing your brain dump is when you put all your to-dos on paper you realize that your list isn't nearly as long as it feels like. You know, I really do think that we, we get stuck in kind of a state of overwhelm, and I think it's by habit. But when we actually dump everything on paper, we're relieved to see our list isn't that big. It's not. And then when we make a habit of distilling it down weekly, it doesn't mount up on us. It doesn't become this big, you know, this big emotional mental thing that we grapple with all the time. And when we identify the one thing, our stressful schedule isn't stressful anymore. We've got it under control, right? Those are a couple of, I don't know, good steps to create a system to manage our schedule, really. And it's it's a it's, it's just a positive way of being effective. And when you enjoy that peace in your life, and it's stress is no longer hanging over your head, you can be more productive. Does that feel good? Let me say there's more to this process, but for now, this is a good start. Okay? All right, my friends, this is where we're going to come up for air for today. Even though I cut the info in half, there's still a lot here. And before you you know, jump into any of these three subjects that we went through today, I really want to encourage you to just sit back and relax for a few minutes. You know, take a couple of deep breaths. Let the ideas that are undoubtedly playing kind of ping pong in your mind, just let them settle. And remember, creating peace is about choices, choosing to do more of what gives us peace and less of what robs us of it. And I know some of you are, you know, all about big changes and doing it now. And while others, I don't know, maybe you'd rather kind of slow down, take it step by step. There's no wrong way. But I can tell you what's worked well for me over the years in this genre is to quiet myself so that I, I can get in touch with the part of my life that really needs the most peace in this moment. And then I honor that. If it's one of the three things above that we've gone through today, great. Great. You know what, you've got some ideas already. And if it's any of the three that we'll be diving into the next episode, well, by the end of that, you'll have some ideas too. And if it's something else entirely, email me. Email me at tony at tonymatson.com. I'd love to chew on it with you. You know how I love hearing from you. Right? Also, just a quick reminder that every last episode of the month is QA day, just email me your questions, Tony at TonyMatson.com. I love hearing from you, and I answer them all. And as always, if you know somebody who's benefit from hearing this episode, please, please, please send them the link and encourage them to go to TonyMatson.com and join Tony's circle and get all the goodies. One last thing. Well, it's actually a favor. Would you please leave a review for my Live the Life podcast? Your comments are how my reach is going to grow. And you know I'm on a mission to encourage and empower women to live the life God created them for. And your review you know what? They're going to help me do that. And I want to thank you up front, way in advance. Thank you for doing this. Really. Thanks. Well, my friends, until next time, be blessed. Wow. Well, that went by fast, didn't it? Cracking the code and discovering the shifts we can make to live the life God created us for is what our time is all about. And then some. So if this topic resonated with you, I want to know. And if you know someone who needs to hear this, please encourage them to tune in. Go to TonyMatson.com and become a TM Insider so that they can get all the goodies too. After all, that's what friends do, right? Speaking of friends, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at Tony at TonyMatson.com. Thanks for being on this ride with me. God bless and see you next time. And of course, hey gals, let's live like somebody left the gate open.